Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs and leaders doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, relationships, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna. Like many of you, I wear many hats. I'm a military wife, mother, author, certified John Maxwell business and executive coach, trainer, and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Estrepreneur Podcast for a highlight, men and women of God doing business and life his way. I'm excited about today's guest because she, I don't know about you guys, um, but I love, when I was a teenager, I used to love reading romance novels and things like that. But however, what ended up happening was a lot of those romance novels that they have are secular romance novels that they have, if you know what I mean. And so I'm super excited because um, when I found Doris, um, I saw what she was doing. We're in the same um, group. Um, I forgot the name of the group. It's called Christian Businesses with the Yes, Christian yeah. entrepreneurs. I'm in part of different associations with a bunch of Christian entrepreneurs. And, you know, you hear a lot of, you know, marketing firms and consultants and coaches and all these things and even authors. But her book was got my attention. It was like romance novels, but from a Christian from a Christian, a Christian standpoint, which is rare. I, I, I don't, at least for me, I haven't seen any books that are Christian novels that, that are romance novels, but it's from a Christian standpoint. So this, I'm very excited to have Doris. Um, Doris is based in Port Harcourt, Nigeria, right? Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Yeah. She's a wife, yeah. she's a mother, she's a counselor, a stock trader, an author, but most importantly, she is a God lover. That is just that just makes my heart melt because I love meeting people who love God as much as I love him. You know, he's just so amazing. Um, but Doris um, Nwagwu, did I say it right? Hopefully. Nwagwu. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, you know, um, your a background. And just tell us how did you, what inspired you to start writing romance novels um, and from a Kishan perspective? Okay. Okay, already you know my name is Doris Margo. Yeah, so um, I am from a large family. You know, my parents had about eight of us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and um, growing up, I, I kind of had um, uh, speech impairment. And that kind of made me to enjoy a lot to myself. I didn't relate so much with people because I knew that when I talk most of the time, because I, I stuttered a lot then, you know, and people kind of laughed and I withdrew. So I was more like an introvert right from yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. So, but right from when I was a kid, I just loved God. Okay. I loved God and, um, I love God growing up and I always had the fear of God in me. And I will always look up 
you know, from the Bible stories we had and uh, about Abraham being the friend of God, you know, I would look up to the stars. I would imagine how God had, um, told Abraham, can you count the number of stars in the sky? That's how much of, um, you know, the population is going to come from, from you. And I will imagine all those kind of things. I imagine if I were there at that time, I knew I just wanted to have a relationship with God, just like Abraham. I would imagine being a friend of God like Abraham and all that. So uh, growing up, I met the Lord when I was like eight years old. And um, by the time I was nine, I was filled with the Holy Spirit and that completely transformed my life, you know. Because of my um, disabilities, my speech impairment, I was quick to anger. I was quick to fighting and all that. But when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, there was this transformation. I was surprised myself because uh, it was just so easy to let go of so many things. What mm-hmm. really mattered most to me. I just wanted to keep that relationship I had with the Holy Spirit. And I grew up loving God like that. And so I grew up, yeah, there were times that I had challenges in the faith. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I finished um, high school, I've been, I've been working with the Lord very closely. He, had, he was using me to do great things. I've been in service in different capacities, you know, youth evangelism in church, fellowship president in school and all that. Yeah. But when I finished high school, it was a new dimension. It was a new dimension that you are going into the world, you are really facing the world as it really is. And that was so different. And there were so many challenges. And I, I always like to call it my journey through the wilderness because mm-hmm. there was so much experience during those years. Yeah. And there were faults and they were rising up. And I always tell myself, since the Lord promised that even if the if, uh, if his people should, if the righteous should fall down ten, uh, seven times, seven times they rise up again. That's so right. I keep telling myself, as long as the Lord is with me, I am going to so true. And so every time I fall, the Holy Spirit helped me to just come right back up. And that was it, working with the Lord. Yeah, so inspiration for writing. Well, by the time I finished college, I got married and we are ready to start having a family. Well, my husband uh, kind of have his, his job required him to be away from home a lot. Yeah. And because of that, he didn't want me to work because he grew up not having his parents around him much. Right. And he didn't like that. And he wanted it to be different for his children. And so he was like, okay, you stay at home, take care of the home front. I go out and bring in the money. Yeah. And so Initially, it was kind of a big deal for me. I mean, I was, I I, I like the fact that, okay, I'm going to stay at home and take care of the kids, but the kids, we are not coming yet. I mean, I waited for four years before I had the first. Oh, man, were you bored? (laughs) Very bored. (laughs) 
can imagine why I didn't want to sit at home and do nothing at that time. But then it was kind of being an issue. And um, I just told myself, I need to handle this very carefully. And so I consulted with women that I respected, women that I knew that they fear God and they could give me godly counsel. And two of them just told me, hey, it's the way God made it. He is the head, you are the body. You cannot go against him. Whatever he says, if you, even if it is not okay with you, you have to talk it over with him. You have to reach an agreement. Only if he gives his blessing, should you go ahead. Else, keep praying about it and talk it, and God will handle it all. And so, well, I have I've been used to talking with God and having him do things for me. I pray and he answers. And so I could understand how I would pray concerning that issue. And so I just went back and I prayed and I said, okay, God, you are the one that said we should not be idle. <laughs> I do my devil's workshop. So if I'm not going to be going to work, I need you to help me to find something that you've placed in me yeah. that can help to be productive at home, but busy at home, not be bored. And that, that's just it. That was my prayer. And as usual, God always answers us. And the Holy Spirit gave me this nudge. Why don't you write? Why don't you write? And I was like, all right. I studied engineering in school. Yeah. I didn't do anything that has to do with literature. And I was like, how am I going to write? Where am I going to start from? And the Holy Spirit just brought back to my memory. Primary school, I would write uh, poetry. And in high school, I would do essay competition. And everyone always told me, oh, your writing is good. Your writing is good. And there was this particular incident. I had written a letter home to my dad. And somehow the letter did get to him. It went somewhere else to a lady who studied literature. And I just finished college. Wow. And she read it. And she sent back my letter to me and attached a note to it. And she said she really liked my writing. Wow. But, uh, my writing is so good that have I considered um, writing as a career? And I was like, at that time, I was laughing. I mean, I was a science wow. student. I asked me to consider writing as a career. <laughs> so at this point, when the Holy Spirit is saying, why don't you write? I was like remembering all of those things that have happened wow. in the past. And I said, OK. If that's what God wants me to do, I'm going to try it. <laughs> and so I got myself a notebook. I got a pen and I started to, to write. And voila, in six months, I had my first book. <laughs> wow. And it was, it was so satisfying. It was so pleasing. I mean, when I was a child, I loved to read a lot. I loved to read, especially fantasy romance. I know mm -hmm. with all the happy endings. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to read. And I would always imagine myself as one of the characters in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was older, I would imagine myself as the author, you know, when I'm reading a book that fascinates me a lot, I would go to the back and I would look at the person that wrote it and I say, wow, what a beautiful job. Oh, I wish I could write like this. Wow. <laughs> and so I love it. And finally, I came up with the first book. I was like, oh, 
this is really beautiful. So this is like a dream come true for me, even though I never planned for it to happen. It just happened. So what is, that's what is your writing. What is your um what is your book called? The one you're this is your first book, the one that you're talking about now? Yeah, the first book that is called Caroline. And my second book is called Lost School Vendetta. Can you say that again? Lost Fool Vendetta. Last Fool Vendetta? Lost Fool Vendetta. Yeah, like in Lost, Lost, lost. of the Flesh. Oh, okay. Lost okay. Fool Vendetta. Yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> and um, what that is, was it. What did your, what did your, um, I mean, okay, so you had this inspiration. When does your husband come in and when do you tell you, when did you tell your husband, okay, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to write a book. What was his reaction? Talk to us about that. Because a lot of times, you know, the Holy Spirit will give you an idea and, you know, it's just your idea. And then you have to share it with the people you love. And obviously you have to share it with your husband. Because he's part of it. Talk to us about that. How, that, that how did it go? Okay. So I started writing. And he will come in and you see me right and you say, What am I doing? I say, I'm writing the book. <laughs> and he will just smile and he will walk away. It was like he didn't think it was going to be anything serious. Maybe he thought I was just writing to pass the time. And, you know? <laughs> so when I was done with the book and I got um I got it printed and I brought it home and I showed him and said, Look, this is my book. I was like, you mean you actually printed it? I said, yes. I <laughs> and he went out and he told his friend, my wife just wrote a book. <laughs> and so they went to the house, they wanted to see the book. <laughs> and that was, it was just like funny. But then at that time, still because of his issue of not wanting the kids to be alone in the house, yeah. he was like, uh, I appreciate that you have this gift. And it's a good thing. But don't you think that publishing is going to put you out there again? And that would be against what we wanted. And I was like, but I can still publish without going out. I say, no. When you get a publisher to publish your book, he's going to want to make his money and make the money he's going to pay you. So when he says, come, we are going for promotion somewhere, you have to and go. <laughs> And that became a challenge. And because of that, he didn't want me to publish. And so it took like years afterwards, after I've had all my kids and they've all started school. I kept praying about it. By then I've written my second book. And I kept praying about it. And I was like, God, what is the use of writing all of this if it is going to sit at home with me? Yeah. And I was like, I want this to go out there. And I kept praying about it. I know this people say, why not try self-publishing? And so I thought about it. I went, I read up about it and, and I pitched to him again. Okay, what about if I self-publish my book? I don't have to go out at the moment of any publisher and all that. I have full control of what I do with my book. If I want it out there, I don't want it out there. For me, it's not about making money, but I just want my work to be out there. Mm. I, and he said, well, well, 
can go ahead. <laughs> and so that was where I got the blessing to actually publish my book. I said, so, when was your first book um, launched? Like, what, what year did you launch your first book? Well, I, because of um, the challenge of publishing, I had to publish both of them at the same time. And that was in 2017. Okay. Yeah, I published both of them. Yeah. Okay. And got them. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so you published your book. Okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta say this. So you know, I also, I also got published and everything. I have a book. It's it's called The Ugly Side of Sales, where I expose the darkness in the marketplace and I teach people how to um, sell, but using God's principles and how to sell close strategies and things like that. Um, when you got your first copy of your book, like you know, you, they you yeah. order, you know, they send you your your actual book, and you were holding it. Yeah. Um, how did it feel? Walk us through that time when you saw your book how what what was going through your head I mean were you like tell us about that <laughs> well it was so exciting you know holding the book in the hand and I was like wow this is good <laughs> it felt so good and <laughs> uh, it was really really exciting it was really exciting and, like a dream come true going to the back of the book and I am the author of the book this time yeah. it was so exciting and you know, have you um I mean are your kids grown enough to where now you can go out there and start promoting your book now or are you still at that season where you kind of have to stay home and for a bit yeah I still get to stay home but not as much as before I mean they go to school in the morning and so I could have some time to you know do what I want to do and be back before they go from school. Yeah. You know, I have to say this because I think this is an important thing. You know, what what, what you're doing is you're you're remember this is not just about doing business God's way, but doing life God's way. And the Bible says mm -hmm. like it talks about marriage and how your husband is the head of the household and you know about submission and it's hard it's really hard especially if you're a go-getter yeah. and yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I struggle with that too trust me and especially when i'm so used to doing my own thing and um i don't know if you knew this but i'm actually pregnant where are you there you Ooh, go yes, good. So I'm, about, <laughs> I'm about to birth, you know a couple months um and you know, I have, I have my business and I have to take some time off of my business because obviously I'm pregnant and I have my, you know, 18 month old and um and it's it's sometimes it feels like it's like your flesh is like, why are you doing this? You know, you need to be out there. And then, well, then your first priority is what your family and being a wife and being a mother and we gotta yeah. give yeah. And I think there are a lot of mothers, right, that, that listen to this podcast. And, you know, yes. sometimes you feel like you're forgotten. Like, I don't know about you, but I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just a maid, a cook. You know, I just, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm just, what am I, I was like, 
I remember telling my husband, my life is over. Like, I'm just sitting here. Yeah, it can be really difficult. <laughs> it can be really difficult. And that's why we have a lot of issues in marriages these days because it's so difficult to submit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. But, you know, I really believe that God is pleased when we you know follow his guide guidance and his guidelines um um, you know about you know how to be a good wife be a wife and a mother and submissive to him and i i think um we may never fully understand or know the rewards of what we're doing but ultimately i remember um I think it was Dr. Miles Monroe. I had another guest, um, Trista Soon, and, and Dr. Miles Monroe, she she got pregnant as well. And she wanted, she's like, I don't want to get off the road. I want to go with you, Papa Miles. And he told her and said, you know, your greatest uh, accomplishment or ministry that you could do is to raise godly children. Raise godly children. And I think Sometimes we don't give credit to ourselves as mothers. Um, Yeah, we have passions, we have gifts, we have talents, we have things that the Lord has called us to do. But motherhood is a lot of sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifice. Sacrifice, commitment, hard work. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit because, you know, people think that, you know, when you think of, stay-at-home moms, for example, you think, oh, their life of luxury, oh, must be nice, you don't have to work, you just stay there and you know, read magazines and, you know, get your nails done and do all But the life of mother sets in. It's not as glamorous, that's why I was so happy because, you know, with COVID, um, my husband had to stay home, you know, for this last year because they didn't let him work, go to work. So he's working from home yeah. and he didn't yeah. realize how hard it was. It actually helps a lot when you have a husband that really understands what sacrifice you're making. Actually yeah. helps. Okay. Exactly. 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 To like have him. I remember for because I was working on my podcast, obviously, um, for episodes I was recording, and he would watch. You know, our daughter, our oldest, for uh, you know days, like not all day, and he just like, I need a break. I need a break. I'm like. You know, I was like, you only do that for two weeks. Imagine doing it for a year and a year and a half. <laughs> oh, but you know, I, I just wanted to share that, Doris, that you know, I, I really honor you and you know for you um as far as you know, commend you for what you what you've done. It's it is sacrifice, it is obedience, and, and what I do have it's an act of worship to the Lord. You know, when, when you, you obey and you put God's ways over your desires and everything. And then God's going to bless you with that. Now, can you tell us um, an example of how you, uh, like, so you have a Christian romance novel. Okay. So describe that, like how, what, 
what are the Christian biblical principles that you include in your romance novels? Like, give us an example of what makes your romance novel different from a typical romance novel. Okay. Um, so, uh, when I first printed my book, and I called it a Christian romance, and it's actually a Christian romance in that it is meant to add moral value, Christian moral value to those reading it, okay? Yeah. And so I took it to this um, pastor friend of mine, a woman, and I asked her, what do you think about it? And she went to that and said, I don't see any Bible script, uh, any verse of the Bible in your book. And I said, yeah, it's not supposed to be like um, a Bible study book. Yeah. It's supposed to be a Roman book. So I don't have to, and they say, no, it's not a Christian book. If it doesn't have any scripture in it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go back and ask for how to put in scriptures into it. And it actually came out fine, okay? okay. Like, yeah, uh, parents are advising their kids in the book and they are using scriptural quotations wow. to tell them, this is what the Bible says you should do in situations like this, okay? And the second one, Lost for Vendetta. Lost for Vendetta is about two siblings that um, are kind of, one betrayed the other, okay? And the older one that was betrayed sought to take revenge on the sister. And um, somehow along the line, while she was actually getting through with her vendetta plot, something drastic happened. She almost lost the sister mm. and she realized, oh, this vendetta is not worth it after all. If it's going to take my sister's life, it was not her intention, okay? She didn't want to lose her family. She just wanted to pay her back in her own quest and make her feel what she felt when she betrayed her. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, the pastor friend of her husband came around and ministered to all of them in the room and they all gave their life to Christ. And the, the, the wayward sister was like, she gave her life to Christ and she became transformed. She became a new person. They became best friends and it all ended well. So, of course, the pastor have to use scriptural quotations to minister to them. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no I, I think, you know, it's funny because, you know, even in Esther and, you know, the whole book of Esther, God was not mentioned not even once, right? But, yeah. but, God's character, his who his presence, his, you know, yeah. the way he works, his ways, his sovereignty was all throughout the book. And I think sometimes too, it's like sometimes we tend to be so religious, thinking that we have to, you know, um, say, you know, like even like when you're witnessing to someone or when you're sharing, you know, the gospel, you don't. Yeah. A lot of times, first, you have to witness to them through your life, through your actions, you know. Definitely. You Definitely. can say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the way, but if you're, you know, angry all the time and you, you know, you're <laughs> wrong attitude or, you know, whatever it is, selfish, <laughs> the name Jesus will be tainted. So that's I going to be, Yeah, they're just going to be counterproductive, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I, I mean, I commend you. I think I think that's so awesome that 
you're doing something that you love, you enjoy, obviously you're passionate about. Now I do have to say this, how did, you know, since you're, I'm a romance, how did you meet your husband? Okay. <laughs> I met my husband. <laughs> I met my husband when we are in um, college. Uh, we happened to be in the same department, but uh, he's, he, he was a year older, and um, we we never got to meet in the department at all. But it was one we are studying for an exam, and I was like. Everybody was going to the class to study at night. And I walked into this classroom. I actually came out late because I wanted to rest a bit. Yeah. Showered before I came out. And so I walked into this classroom to study at night. And the classroom was kind of filled up. And so people were making noise. And I was like, ah, these people studying with all this noise. Yeah. And he was at the front of the class. I walked into the back door. And he was at the front of the class with his friends and he was lecturing them, teaching them what uh, they have been taught in class and all of that. And he was so loud. And because I am an introvert, I'm quiet. <laughs> I didn't like a lot, of, a lot of noise. And I was like, who is this loud guy? So loud. <laughs> but I walked into the class and um, fortunately or fortunately for me, I don't know which one, they, it available was the one right behind him and his friends. And so I just walked up there and I sat down. And I was like, he was still talking and talking. I was like, can this guy ever be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that to myself. And he walks up to me and says, can you lend me your ruler? <laughs> and I just gave it to him and he went back to the school. So I was just there and everybody was the whole place was so noisy. When I walked in, our eye can our eyes kind of met and temporarily we were in the lock and it was like I felt something I've never felt before <laughs> for any man. And I was like, who is this guy? I just <laughs> pushed wow. it aside. At that time, I wasn't ready for any kind of relationship at all. <laughs> yeah. And so I was sitting there and the noise was quite much in the class and I was getting irritated and I think I'd rather go back to my hostel. I'm not enjoying this noise. And so I got up to go, I went to the seat and he was not there and I asked his friend, where is this guy that took my rule? I want to take it back because I'm going back to the hostel. And he, oh, he just stepped out. <laughs> and so I said, okay, fine. I'm just going to leave the ruler for him and get another one. And so I walked out. I was walking towards the host there, and there he was running after me. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> you got to wait. And I just stood and he came, he walked up to me. I wasn't really standing, I was walking and because I, I wasn't the type to pay attention to guys at that time. Yeah. So he walked up to me and said, I'll be calling you. You're not answering me. And I said, Well, I don't answer everybody that calls me. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> and I said, But you just borrowed me your ruler. So you know me. I said, No, I don't know you. I don't know your ruler because you asked. And so he started telling me how he was attracted to me and <laughs> he wanted us to be friends and all of that. And I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not ready for any kind of relationship now. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not asking you to be my friend in the bad way. Just, let's just be friends, okay? And I said, 
I'm not interested. And somehow I found a way to put him off and rushed to my hostel. And but after that encounter, I don't know what happened, but I just couldn't get him off my head. <laughs> I kept thinking of him every time. I, I just could not understand it. And at the point I said, no, I don't understand what's happening to me, God, but I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm just going to go and see him and talk with him and know what this is about. And so I went back to that class a month later and I saw him there again. And once again, the only seat that was available was the seat beside him. <laughs> and so I just went and I sat down there and we studied together. And after studies, I said, okay, I'm going back to the hostel. And he offered to walk me down. And as we are going, and asked, what about what I talked about the last time? I said, okay, we can be friends, but we are just going to be friends. Don't ever try to do any stuff <laughs> with me. And it was like, I'm cool with that. And that was how we became friends and we grew. And after many years of dating, we got married. <laughs> wow, wow. I love it because, you know, I, I I honestly believe that God is like the best matchmaker, you know, especially if, if he's God. I love hearing, um, especially those. And I think, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, when I met my husband, I was praying for my husband about my husband before I met him. And, and I, and it was one of those things where it's like, you could fight it and whatever, but you know, when they're God sent, they're God sent, you know, and it's, you have all that peace and everything. Even if you try to be mean, you know, it's not, <laughs> you can't shake it off. Well, Doris, tell us a little bit about um, um, how, if people want to connect with you, you know, get your book or whatever, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? Okay. Um, you can. Get me through my WhatsApp number, okay. and um, I'll and be I'll sending across my Amazon. In, yeah, and I'll put that on the description below, so you don't have to say it. Yeah, okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Amazon and um and what's the, and then you can have WhatsApp, my email address, yeah, email address and all that good things. Well, Doris, yeah. it was such a pleasure having you. I'm so excited um that you're doing some awesome things and. Um, do us a favor and pray for, um, since you're a romance novelist author, right? Can pray for the ones that are single and wanting to meet their significant, oh, their husband and their, their mate, right? Their, their God's that husband and wife. So pray for those individuals um, who have been waiting for a long time. You know, because there's a lot of people out there like, oh my gosh, when am I going to meet the one? When am I going to meet my husband? When am I going to meet my wife? There's no one out there. Can you say a quick prayer for them? And then we'll go ahead and end our show. Okay. So before I say this prayer, yeah. I want to say a word to them. Okay? Yeah. yeah. When you are single and you are believing God for a spouse, you will not be doing yourself any good by restricting yourself, by saying, God, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. He created you. 
and he knows you, and he knows just who is perfect for you. When you start looking for this and that and this and that, you might end up making a mistake mm -hmm. because you'll be looking where you are not supposed to look, okay? But where you trust him to bring that person to you, trust me, he answers prayer. I always tell people that he answers prayer. You just have to be calm, connect with the spirit. My best friend is the Holy Spirit. I don't do anything without the Holy Spirit. Connect with him and believe God. The Holy Spirit will definitely guide you yeah. to your perfect partner, the one that will give you peace in your life. Amen. Okay? Amen. So, I just going to say a word of prayer. Yeah. Father, Lord, thank you because you are good. We thank you because you are the one that created every single one of us. Father, you know our heart. You know the heart of everyone out there, every lady, every man that is believing you for their life partner. Father, you know where their life partner is, the one you made specially for them. Father, we pray and we ask God that you seek them out on the face of the earth and cause their path to come to cross each other in the name of Jesus. Father, that they will meet their significant partner and they shall unite and be one. Father, they will do it, oh God, in your way because you are God and because they trust in you. Father, you will give them the delight of their hearts and your name will be glorified in their life in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the ones that are married and they're having issues, yeah. Father, we pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit yeah. upon their life, oh God, to make them to know how to make things better in their homes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you always hear us. And I know you've heard us even now in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, I know you guys will enjoy that. I, I love, like I said, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic by heart. I guess that's what they call me. And I... And I always, I love love stories and um, the fact that you instill um, godly character, godly morals in your books, you know, I commend you. And again, just keep doing that and keep shining. And I can't <laughs> wait to see you on those talk shows where you're talking about your book and you're, you're, you're going out there and just, you know, a well-known best-selling author. Some in your own, in your own um genre you know in your own genre winning all these awards and i'm gonna say i had it on my podcast i had it on my podcast i truly believe that god's going to honor you um because of your faithfulness to your husband and your children and i Amen. speak blessings over you doris so um, for those of you guys who tuned in again thank you for joining us once again, for another episode of the Estrepreneur Podcast, I'll join us next time where I highlight another man or woman of God that's talking about business and life and doing it his way. Until next time, keep shining. Thanks for joining us this week on Estrepreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.